Hey guys, welcome back to the Drop Panel Podcast. My name is Adam, and next to me is... Uh, Julian. Today I will be talking about the uh, pretty classic X-Men run by Chris Claremont and Len Wein, and uh, yeah. We also hey everyone, this is your... Uh... Everyone's favourite Tim here. I'll be talking about underrated comic book artists and writers. Favourite Tim? How many Tims do we have on the show? Uh, we had a spare Tim last time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leave in the comments who do you think it was. Which one is the real Tim? My name is Adam. Um, I'm going to be talking about Comic-Con 2018, which just wrapped up. Um, so very comic focused and related We haven't done one of these in a while oh, we've, we've done a few yeah. too many on gaming We might yeah. as well mix it up Well that's because what just finished up? Um, E3 E3 just finished up so, Really? Yeah like We talk about the events no, That was the last was time like we had two months ago Yeah, was, yeah. Our la- The last time you were on was Exactly was our E3, E3 Yeah You haven't been on an episode in like that didn't, that didn't just finish, did it? No, it did not. It went pretty yeah, it was, it I was, was going to say, it goes for like a week or something. <laughs> yeah, but then like we, we wrapped it up. Yeah. Some summary highlight. Yeah. All right. Yeah, anyway, yeah. getting into yeah. it. So what, Comic-Con. what happened at Comic-Con? Comic-Con. So a lot happened at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say a couple of the highlights and hopefully you guys uh, tell me what you guys think. Um, right. The Shazam trailer. <laughs> I have so many issues with Shazam trailer. Um, I'm not going to go through everything, but just yeah. the stuff that we think um, we should cover. Uh, the Aquaman trailer. Yeah. Be- better than the Shazam trailer. <laughs> <laughs> um, Young Justice Season 3 trailer. I did not see that. Oh, man. Uh, the Orville Season 2 trailer. Orville is coming back. So that's the Seth MacFarlane <laughs> yeah. take on Star, Star Trek. Trek. I don't know why, but I thought that was going to be like a, a one-off miniseries. Yeah. It felt like it to me. I haven't watched I it. I like, haven't seen any of it, but like yeah. it the did, promotion, it seemed like it. It did. It seem wasn't like a bad show. I watched all of it. Okay, it's um, a comedy, isn't it? It's a comedy. Okay, it's yeah, definitely a comedy. Okay. Um, yeah. Disenchantment trailer. We talked about this. Right. Already. We we yeah. We we talked about this already. Yeah. I've seen. Uh, I don't know if I've seen the the Comic Con trailer for it, but yeah, it's, it's still not impressing me. I've seen oh. nothing so far. And then we got um, trailers for all the CW shows, yeah. Black Lightning, Supergirl, Flash, Arrow. That's just going to keep going on. Nothing too surprising. Uh, the Star Wars prequel novels. Um, I think this is going on for episode one, two, and three. And then I think they're doing <laughs> the Clone Wars again. Another Clone Wars animated series. So they wait. So they're making. So someone's writing. Novelizations of episode one, two, and three, and they're releasing that next year. Is that what you're saying? The Star Wars books will follow the adventures of Padme, Obi Wan, and Padme. That's gone. Oh, episodes one, two, and three. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no. I bought the actual. I bought. I I bought four, five, and six. Sorry, yeah, sorry, three, four. What is there a huge? I keep in the numbers wrong. Is there a huge? One, two, and three are the prequels. I can't yeah, imagine there's a big demand for people to read no. those books. What are considered the worst. So <laughs> far, the worst trilogy. There are a huge, there's a huge Star Wars But there might be... Sure. There might be... Uh, right. well, we could get into that. Anyway, yeah. That's a weird one. Um, <laughs> there was footage for the Wonder Woman 1984 movie. Oh, that oh. sounds cool. Um, I haven't seen the footage. Got a few trailers. Fantastic Beasts trailers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Godzilla 2 King of Monsters I actually haven't seen the trailer yet Okay I've seen none of these trailers Except nah. for Aquaman and Shazam um, <coughs> Which were force fed down your face <laughs> A Wonder Woman Bloodlines animated movie That's really interesting Okay um, More Fantastic Beast stuff um, And Seems like a lame Comic Con so far Yeah It's not a very exciting year for Comic Con These are just like A lot of just what we already know Nothing Incredibly new coming yeah. out of yeah. Comic Con. No huge surprises. Anyone a fan of Steven Universe? Steven Universe the movie? Uh, well, I've seen bits of it, but it's, I wouldn't call myself a fan. Um, but yeah. All right, so let's talk about these big trailers that we've that we have seen. <laughs> All two of them. All two of them. Yep. Because I. Like, Shazam is a character that not many people know, so I guess it makes sense that they're making an origin movie, um, just to introduce everyone to the character and what he's all about and how he works and all that stuff, but Mm. 
the 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 version of it that I saw in the trailer is not the version that I'm familiar with, if I'm at all familiar with Shazam. So which, which version are you familiar with? Yeah. So I'm I think of Shazam as a character that is a child, Billy Batson, that says a magic word and physically transforms into the Superman esque sort of Shazam character. Pretty much. So right. basically what makes him interesting as a character is that he's dealing with the same sorts of stuff that every other superhero has to deal with, but he's got the mentality of a ten year old or a teenager yeah. or, or just a younger person and maybe not the wealth of experience and wisdom to deal with everything on a nuanced level. So he, he sees everything in black and white, essentially. So there are good guys, there are bad guys, and he punches the bad guys and saves the good guys. Yeah. And and like what's interesting is to see that sort of character interact with a world that is not that black and white in reality. Um, and so what we saw in the trailer is Billy Batson interacting with Shazam as if he's summoning him, like, from another planet, not becoming actually him. becoming him. Wasn't that... Oh, okay. so, wasn't, uh, wasn't that his adopted brother? So, yeah, like, in, is it, in, in the trailer, you see his, like, foster yeah, family. His foster, right. Yeah. His, his brothers and... I must have looked at the trailer wrong. There'll be sisters and other brothers. I think the story's going to go along the lines of um, it's going to be the Shazam family storyline where all of your powers... And they they, don't they all transform into Shazam? Yeah, they all turn turn to their version of Shazam. Okay. Um, okay, that's an interesting wrinkle. That so was in the trailer was the kid next to Shazam the whole time. Was that actually Billy Batson or was that his brother? That was his brother. Yeah. Okay. So I got that right. Yeah. 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 I didn't pick that up at all. Like, I didn't. Even I was gonna it. say yeah. Like that's I not usually yeah. Yeah. It's that, like a Bruce Banner like, Hulk kind of thing. The idea is like not because really. in the trailer you see that the guy is holding um, crutches. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And the rest of his family is gonna be like partially disabled in one in some way or another yeah. so that's yeah, yeah. they become superheroes and they try to overcome their disabilities in some yeah. degree okay I, it, I don't know if the movie's actually going to do that yeah no I, I feel like is that it's, a theory? like yeah okay is black do we have any word on black adam the rock like the rock playing black adam is that in this movie or is that a separate movie he was cast like years ago I know yeah like right away I think before Zachary Levi had the role of Shazam so this is going to be strange because Zachary Levi is okay. Shazam. Yeah. Yep. And what we know of is the villain is going to be Black Adam. So that is for this movie. I hope, hopefully. Well, that's all we... I that's mean, all we hope for because why would they cast a guy five years prior to a movie if they're not going to use him? I ain't, well, they didn't use him in the trailer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's like, the first trailer. But it is now. the first trailer. It's the first yeah. trailer. Yeah. Plus, you know, perhaps they've also... Perhaps they've... Taking a note from all the other trailers, showing way too much. Yeah, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Sure. Well, I mean, as great as that sure. movie was, I think I think one thing that's good about the trailer is that, that you're right; it doesn't show too much. Yeah, I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, <laughs> most of little, the time. A little montage. One thing that I, I will say as well on the negative side is that he looks ridiculous in that costume. Yes, I, I think that's a conscious choice. I think they meant to make a costume that looked stupid and. <laughs> Ridiculous, because it looks like he's wearing a muscle suit underneath it. Firstly, yeah. I was expecting like another Henry Cavill buff-looking dude. Yeah, and even then, like Henry Cavill isn't a buff-looking dude, but he yeah. does look like Superman. But like, I, I also think the reason I think it's a stylistic choice. I think they're leaning on Shazam as a very old-school sort of golden age of comics. Yeah, which type is of hero. pretty much how I think most of us so, would think about yeah. it anyway. And so even if you. If you look at his makeup and hair, he's got that very slick, sort of clean look. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, so uh, it's a choice that they've made, and I guess it succeeds and makes sense. But I don't like it. <laughs> I don't think it's a I, great. I still think of look. Zachary Levi as the guy from was it Chuck? Chuck. Yeah. Yeah, a comedy dude. Really? Yeah. Like, it's a very. It looks like a very comedic movie, though. And like, he's I didn't, I didn't watch also also as the voice of the guy in Tangle, like Flynn Rider. Oh. That's Zachary Levi. Who was he? He was very... supposed to play someone in the MCU, and I can't remember who it was. No, he he does play. He does? Uh, he's in the Thor movies. He's one of the the warriors. Warriors three. I could have sworn he was supposed to be oh, someone else. Yeah. Did he replace one of the dudes as well, or was he was he the replacement? No, I think he he's actually, just always been in there. I feel like he got replaced actually. Yeah, because he like. Or yeah. maybe 
Alright, something like that. I feel like he was in the first one. Um, and then he replaced him with someone else. Yeah, because he couldn't do it for some reason. I'm almost certain. I don't know. I'm almost certain. Check this in the background. You guys keep talking. For all we know, this movie, like, because of, like, you know, the nature of that character, like, the typical. The traditional golden age kind of superhero that still hasn't really grown up with times, like say Batman, yeah. to an extent Superman, all that stuff. But there was Captain a Batman America. In his world. Yeah, there. Yeah, well, it's supposed to be the DCU, I think. Still, we'll talk about that in a sec. But yeah, but yeah um, for all we know, this could be like a total satire to an extent on that, like the golden age thing, like the golden age superhero adjusting to like the modern yeah. times, sixty years. I mean, later. that's an interesting angle, at least. Yeah. But but it's also. In some ways, it's Captain America's angle. Yeah, but Which Captain they didn't America really do it. No, nah, it got darker though. Yeah, Winter Soldier and all that <coughs> stuff, and Civil War. Yeah, but I mean, I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking specifically the start of the Winter Soldier, where he's on the train and he's yeah. through, like he's yeah. trying to adjust to the new world and all that stuff. I would love to um, see like the Ultimates kind of spin on the Avengers really? in some form, <laughs> really? like how it's all like a more realistic thing. Like, yeah. like, oh, it's not really like different to the comic. It's there, but it's so much more. Um, it's way it's brought um, a lot more up front than in the comics like Hank yeah. Pym like like pretty much an egomaniac like it's there in the comics in, in the Ultimates he's just like constantly yeah. flaunting around like like um, as Giant Man Captain America like this outdated misogynistic yeah, douche, right. douchebag oh yeah, I, I, I yeah. Was, there was a movie on that a while back was it? a really old movie back in like early 2000s huh yeah, that was the um, ultimate representation. So going back to Zachary Levi's Thor experience, he he plays a character called Fandral, and he has been in through even Thor Ragnarok. He was playing that character. So oh. maybe, I'm maybe not sure he who you're thinking someone. of. Did he replace someone? I don't think someone so. got replaced. Really I don't. I don't really think that, that, he did. That was a good thing, right? um, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, it's not hugely important. But what I'm imagining now is, let's just say another trailer for Shazam drops out. We see Black Adam. We see The Lock. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson. I, I can't imagine a fight against Zachary Levi versus The Rock. <laughs> In a muscle suit. In muscle suits. Well, <laughs> The Rock doesn't need a muscle no. suit at this well, point. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> He's just wearing that's, a costume at this point. That's what I'm saying. That, yeah, that will be interesting. I feel like this first trailer is not really doing it for me, but... No. As soon as, because I feel like we probably didn't more even, questions than anything else. Exactly, we yeah. probably didn't even see past the first half at least. Yeah, I think they've done a good job, movie, of not, which is not good actually. Too much of it, yeah. Especially the first trailer, it's yeah. like we we see the image of the character and and some sense of who yeah. surrounds him and all that stuff. So, and it'll be uh, interesting to like see what the uninitiated people. Right, the yeah. Casuals think of this. I mean, like in terms of Shazam, I'm pretty I'm, casual. Yeah, I mean, I've never read it because, like, originally it was just meant to be like a Superman ripoff, yeah. more or less, right? Yeah. And people who aren't into comic books will go, "Isn't this the same guy as Superman? He just transforms into Superman, yeah, that kind of thing." Yeah. We'll see what happens. Who knows? Well, going from the shiny, slick golden age into yep. the. Uh, Oh, pretty much the same kind of character, but <laughs> the gritty, reimagined version that crops up every now and then. The, the Aquaman piece. trailer, which yeah. I'm much more excited for. Much better. The trailer was much better. I look forward to Jason, uh, James, James Wan. I, James oh. Wan's Jason Momoa. No, I, James Wan. I couldn't care less, really, about Aquaman until I found out James Wan was directing. Okay. I got really... I mean, if I, if I was going to see like Aquaman movie, I'd definitely much rather see this current, this iteration... Compared yeah. to like you know the bloody that fifties golden age, yeah, Super Friends, yeah, sort of style, yeah. Aryan. What I would like to see out of this movie <laughs> is just for the nostalgia, for the nostalgia points, the yellow and green yeah. suit. I feel yeah, like they. I feel like they'll have a bit. Of, they'll take a shot at that. Because like, just as like it's like it's very brown and dark. Yeah. And moody, but like. This is, you are now the king of Atlantis, here is your suit. Is this set before? This has got to be set before. So I don't know, I actually, I actually don't know if it's set before Justice League or before. Because it, it sure felt like an, or, like an origin story. Like, you think, like, it feels yeah. like he's much more experienced in, um... I mean, Justice League. In Justice League. He's, you know, in the ocean, he has all full command. You think, it feels like he probably already know about all that already. And you yeah. do see... Mirror in do Justice you? League. You do. Don't is that Mirror? I think she is in it. They didn't really explain yeah, who that was. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure she's yeah. in it. So it's got to be a prequel. 
They're doing like it's oh, it's, it's a weird. They're doing the origin weird. stories before the well, big crossover. Well, I mean, the, I, this one definitely is an origin really? story because you, you see yeah. as a child he does that um, Harry Potter moment in the aquarium with yeah. a shark instead of a snake. <laughs> and um, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't click to me then. Like, so, Harry Potter moment. Like. But like, yeah, and and, he, and even the voiceover explains that his yeah. father was a fisherman or like a lighthouse yeah. keeper or whatever. Um, but the so, Aquaman and Justice they could have just been him wandering around with before he became king. Yeah, I feel like that would be the case. So, well, so, like he could be king in Justice League too, whenever that yeah, th- movie comes out. I, t- yeah, I don't really care when that comes out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about the universe because the, the trailer was pretty. Good. The it's, CG in that movie that, is a bit weird because they're trying to emphasize water. That's true. I yeah, do you kind of what is that? That? from CG. that one from that one little from the instance that I from all from like what I saw of that trailer. To me, it kind of looks better than um, I guess the Zack Snyder CG, <laughs> which to me looks really obvious and borderline cartoony. Yeah. In many ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like those big epic. Like uh, when they go and fight the army in like Justice League, um, in that Russian or Eastern European village, like, everything just looks so fucking green screened. <laughs> that was a bad scene. But I mean, like it's overdone as hell. It's almost a trademark of Zack Snyder's style. Yeah, like it was have, there, and, like to be very obvious. It's like Sucker Punch. Yeah. Like it's it's very. I think obvious. Sucker Punch did it better. In a way. But it's also it was Sucker... obvious in Sucker Punch. Well, for Sucker yeah. Punch, it was also. Was sort that of meant to be? Yeah, it was sort of meant to be obvious because she's it's cut. It's she's going into a dream world, yeah. sort of thing. So mm. like you're meant to not yeah. believe that it's real. You, you can know? kind of you can get away with it though. I I feel like to an extent with um the DC movies because you know it's comic booky. It has it's got that style to it, but yeah. it just looks a little bit unnatural. I'd say yeah to me. It's a, it's an interesting contrast from like the compared um, to like Spider Man. The well, old gonna, Spider-Man movies as outdated as they're getting. I was going to say um, the Dark Knight series, like how that was going for realism, though. Absolutely, yeah. Which it worked. Yeah. Fucking long Halloween. <laughs> um, uh, and then we got, I think before Comic Con, we got an announcement of a new Joker movie. Oh, with walking, yeah, with walking yeah. Phoenix, yeah. I, I'm less press we give that. I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm, ex- I'm. I'm really confused by it because it's making this tr- this whole connected universe look really stilted and unorganized, which mm. it kind of has looked like it from the start. Them just trying to quickly capitalize on um, Marvel, yeah, just trying to just fast track it to like their success, which you have yeah. to build, you have to build it up, yeah. Like they it, did so many origins. Ten years, yeah. They Marvel, did like so. they did like four or five movies of yeah. origin stories before they actually got around to doing. Yeah, I think. They'd already done there. Yeah, they did. They'd done two Iron Man movies before Avengers. Right. Yeah. The first Avengers even came out. But and I think like even the Avengers was good, but it was also it was still building to it. It was also an Avengers origin. Story. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, exactly. I think the first time the Marvel Cinematic Universe really I hit stride Civil was Win- War, Winter Soldier or Civil War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was pretty much an Avengers Where, movie. It was yeah, yeah. Much, yeah. Civil War was definitely like pretty much. An yeah. I mean, it cut to Tony Stark's perspective plenty of times. Yeah, yeah. But um, so yeah. I was reading an article a couple of days ago. Just I think it was just before or after Comic Con by the Bleeding Core. Somewhere along the lines, someone has said that what we know of, like what we know as the DCEU, mm-hmm. is dead. Okay. Um, yeah. What they're gonna call it now is, I think it was called the, the DC. Worlds of DC. So the collection of DC related movies. God. So some they, of them are will they, be, <laughs> some of them will be connected. Giant Elseworlds. I'm just. Movies. I'm 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 thinking this is. I mean, this well, is all gonna lead to them trying to squirm out of Crisis think. on Infinite Cinematic Universes. <laughs> this is what's gonna happen. <laughs> I feel like this is just their <laughs> attempt to like, oh, we really fucked up pretty early. So I'm trying to backpedal some of the choices much, that we made. Say. Really, I want to yeah. actually This could quote, work really well, but... I'm going to quote the Bleeding Cool article here. Go on. Instead, moving forward, the collection of franchises will be named Worlds of DC going forward. The news of the official rebranding, or branding as the case may be since, DCEU was never an official name. Official brand name, yeah. Yeah. But like... This is what, like, it, it, it definitely 
feels like they're going for uh, they're actually slightly separate universes so that we don't have to as an it's audience, like, it's going to be very confusing. Well, I mean, I think for them, for the studio, like it's a choice of, of we've got all these great filmmakers and they have, have their own ideas and we don't want to have to yeah. do the hard work in making sure everything is like does has a con- continue, continuity between them. Yeah. So, and to me, that's it. It's like, smacks of laziness. Like James Gunn being brought on um, yeah. for Infinity War on the Guardians side. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like Rest in peace. The James Gunn thing is a completely different yeah. thing now. We won't get into it. No. <laughs> Poor that guy. I signed a petition, even though it won't work. Poor yeah. that guy. Anyway. Um, DCEU. Yeah. So, but no, like, like, this worlds is what, of DC. This is why I say, like, they're going to have a crisis. They're going to have, like, too many... <laughs> Not crisis of DC. I say, I say this, is, this is... This is... This is, like, the perfect media uh, mediator for the... For that specific crisis, they don't have to worry about bridging all these universes. They can make their own separate, um, yeah, movies. All but set obviously, there own... won't be like sequential. There won't be like there's a movie in 2018. It's going to be a movie in 2017. That's true. Uh, well, this is what like, and this goes back to like us not really knowing where Aquaman fits in the timeline, right? Like maybe it doesn't matter <laughs> because because we know that Shazam is going to be part of that universe. Yeah. the Justice League this right. this does kind of negate like any kind of you know like you, you go and see like maybe you'll have this one or, one or two like MCU movies you go and yeah, see totally. it and it's like that oh makes... fuck I can't wait for the next one yeah with this kind of idea and concept you don't actually you go into the movie you don't know all exactly because like there's no connection I know so. like when it comes to Marvel mm. movies I've seen them all almost all of them I've seen in cinemas and Partially, like the ones that maybe I didn't have that much attachment to or didn't think were uh, must see titles, I'd still went and saw them because of you know there might be hints towards the next yeah, sort of exactly. big crossover event or whatever. Um, and I think, like, if, the, if they're saying with Worlds of DC, if their line is they won't be as tightly intertwined then that just removes a little bit of the incentive to check out every single one of them. Not that I watch them anyway, but, like, you know... I don't really intend on seeing Shazam. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Like, And, and like, if if they say... uh, Well, put it this way. If they said... If they had some sense that there was going to be some sort of teaser within Shazam towards the next, you know, crossover event in the Justice League DC universe... Would that make you more interested in checking it out, or less, or no, not? If it's like or, I, mean, I wouldn't do anything. I'd see it on YouTube. Definitely. Well, yeah, I mean, you'll hear about it eventually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, that would, like that wouldn't make me guess yeah. Halfway through the movie, Batman appears. Okay, cool. That's that's all we need to know. Yeah, but I mean, like, I feel like this has been part of the Marvel strategy and why it's sort of worked is because there have been these like little guests. Like, if you if if Spider Man Homecoming didn't have Tony Stark in a supporting role. It would be a different. Well, let's not look at it from the actor side. Like, if we look at the director management side, the <coughs> phase one was done by Joss Whedon, basically, yeah. Yeah. And then, if we look at the DC equivalent, phase one was done by Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder, yeah, which just fucked everything up, <laughs> <laughs> right? So they're moving away from the Zack Snyder universe. Yeah, you could, you could, well, that's like, true. Yeah, you could always. You just, you could always put that on the studios just as much, and Warner Brothers and DC. It could, it wouldn't it wouldn't all be Zack Snyder's fault, I think. And then they pretty much yeah. made the Joss Whedon, yeah, Justice League movie. I've heard the Zack Snyder cuts actually better. So, as much as I'm not too fond of his movies, yeah. we will never know because we might not ever see that cut. No, so interesting. <sighs> yeah. This, this, uh, this, I I want DC to be better. Like I just want I just want. See, to... I have faith in DC because um, Jeff Johns, who's a really mm. good writer for yeah. DC Comics, yeah. became part of the DC Entertainment. Yeah, right. Community oh. or group. So he's taking on that role. Kevin Feige. I don't know how to say his last Kevin name. Kevin Feige. 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 From yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, from Zack Snyder overseeing he's got a hand in uh, the Green Lantern movie 
and there's probably another movie somewhere along in yep. that timeline. Yeah. Um, the next Wonder Woman probably. Or yeah, and he does he does good work. So hopefully, yeah, he has you know executive say as to we need to do this, we need to do that, change this. Mm. So we'll see. <sighs> All right. Well, uh, anyway, getting on to my topic, I was uh, been reading quite a shit ton of Spider Man lately, and um, it's just kind of got me onto the topic of um, underrated comic book writers yeah. and artists. Yeah. So, because like you always hear about like you know the big ones, like obviously you can trace the history of Marvel back to well, as we know it, Stanley and Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko to some extent, John yeah. Romita. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you know, there's also... Junior, 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 Junior. Senior. Senior, of course. Junior, Junior went to DC. Junior was 10 years after, I think. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but yeah, like, there's all those iconic stories, like, amongst Marvel and DC, where, like, sometimes, like, I always hear, like, you hear about them, those big stories, and no one really mentions the actual people who wrote and drew it. Right. Sometimes, I think. Yeah. Like, uh... What is it? Like, what... Like, um, I've got my thoughts on some people who, yep. I, who don't really get the spotlight, but what are your thoughts, first of all? I mean, I think it's a, it's a tricky question because, um, you know, one person's underrated writer will be someone else's overrated writer or someone yeah. else's, like, just boring, yeah. never heard of that person, who, who cares sort of writer. Um, but, like, my favourite name to bring up in this topic would be, and I'm not sure about the pronunciation... Uh, Fabian de Caesar, oh. uh, who sort of, yeah. very sort of like, I couldn't tell you what storylines he produced, right? Like, I couldn't tell you what he wrote. Damn it. Um, <laughs> I can't actually think of him, but he, I do know the he, name. He was fundamental, like, he was the author in the introduction of Deadpool. Um, oh, yeah, no, yeah. He great. also, he, he sort of tends to take over um, roles from other writers, so... He he did a lot of the um, new mutants. Uh, I think new it was. mutants. X Force. No, sorry, new warriors oh. and Thunderbolts. He did. He's done some X Force and, and X Men as well, and Cable and Deadpool. So he he's sort of always just been around, but never really like like everyone credits Rob Liefeld mainly yeah. as Deadpool. Well, yeah, and, and 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 yes, he's the artist, the so artist. he yeah. he's got a lot of say in that. And, and he plotted it so you know there are artists that don't do the plotting and stuff so. but Rob Black obviously didn't Fabian but um didn't he write it I he, he, was, he the, was the he writer, was the writer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he he wrote the script yeah and definitely um, yeah. and so but also it's just like he's he's never besides Deadpool you know he's never really had a smash hit sort of of his own yeah and um if you can even credit Deadpool as his smash hit yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, well, there are questions about that. Yeah. Like, I won't get into it, but, like, um, I think I, I, I've i never hated his writing. And I think that's, like, the epitome of an underrated writer, you know? Like, yeah. there are some writers I can name that I just, every time I read them, it's just, like, rubbing soap in my eyes because they're just, <laughs> there's something wrong. I, I like, there's of, something wrong. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I can't help but feel that often with Tom DeFalco's writing. Right. I don't know why. Like, especially, like, reading some of his stuff in the 90s and 80s, it feels so... Like, he's still stuck in that over-sensationalized 60s yeah. era. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it just looks yeah. so outdated. For real. Like, talking about drug runners and... That's how I felt and reading DK3. Yeah? yeah? Who wrote that? Was that? Frank Miller. That was Frank Miller. Yeah. Still. So when I was Dude. reading DK3, it felt like... Frank Miller, This doesn't yeah. seem like a modern comic. It just feels like yeah. what you wrote in the 80s. In the 80s. Yeah, I'll have, I'll have more words about that sort of stuff later. Yeah. <laughs> I because the one person I would say like one of the heavily underrated people to me is probably J M Dematis who wrote. Right. Wait, did Frank Miller draw that? Did he write that? He probably did both. He did that. Oh no, Klaus Jensen wrote, or drew, the original Duck. Yeah, but I'm sure like Frank Miller had some say in it because yeah. that well, was his. They both wrote Daredevil. Well, they both wrote and drew Daredevil. Well, Frank Miller wrote a bit. Anyway, um, but yeah, like J.M. DeMattis, the guy who created, who wrote um, uh, Craven's Last Hunt, which, you know, so many people talk right. about that as one of the big Spider-Man books ever. And yet, 
or you hear about you hear about that individual book more than you actually hear his name right because I went because a few years after he did um, there was Spectacular Spider-Man the yep. other the other probably the secondary to Amazing Spider-Man um, which I like because I've been reading that one I got to the early 90s I'd say because he came back he came back to Spectacular Spider-Man and joined with Sal Buscema I think who's one of the who was the artist for it who's artwork I used to absolutely hate it's like very jagged um, very sharp angular features on like human anatomy and like yeah, just right. shapes and everything which I never used to like and then J.M. Damas took over and they wrote um, the Harry Osborn Child Within Saga yes which okay. is like one of the you know one of the iconic turmoil kind of relationships right, right, right. between Peter Parker and it's just like I, ugh, like I don't know. Uh, must have been like the combination, like of their writing and artwork and stuff. But it made me think: just why is no one? Why does no one talk about these yeah. these people at all? Like, well, was, I mean, I think yeah. like there's there's a, a culture of like the celebrity writer, right? And then like there's just this middle band of of guys who are just like yeah. telling the stories, yeah, and they're just working day to day, and they're just they're just doing the job, and like. They're, they're fine, they're like, they're, they're mostly inoffensive, some of them are, are quite good, but like, you know, I think there's just like a lot of headline um, ink is spent on, on much bigger personalities in, in comic books, and it's just a shame because, yeah. you know, there's, there's it, it, it still takes a lot of skill to just write a story yeah. and, and make it sound good and make the characters pop and, and all that stuff, even if it's, you know, just, you know, maybe not um, event comics do you know what I mean it's not Brian yeah, Michael Bendis yeah, doing it you know yeah. so um, yeah yeah uh, there's the emphasis on the characters that they are working with as well yeah, yeah that's true because yeah. you know every Batman story would be highlighted every Superman story would be highlighted but no one cares for what the Blue Beetle series that got cancelled years ago right dude that was or the Shazam sick. series like, that got cancelled years ago the Blue Beetle series is itself an Ghost underrated Rider. series and, and like um, uh, the writer who launched that was John Rogers and I knew his work from some television work that he'd done so I, I read that book um, basically because of him and but he's like the epitome again of, a, of an underrated comic book writer because nobody he, he didn't really make a splash mm. with that comic it was I mean, good it was just probably the characters they're working with aren't I mean, he, he created a new character for that to play, like, he, he created, um, what was his name? Jaime Reyes? Yep. Okay. Oh, no, that, yeah. And That's a great character, but yeah. no one knows of him. Exactly. He's yeah. a B, BC And even, character. like, the, the Blue Beetle itself is not a well-known sort of yeah. archetype, so, like, mm. yeah. It's also There's just a lot of unfortunate sort of underrated qualities that yeah. made it not a success. It's also there's some, like, I've seen some, um... Some art, um, some artists, right? R- like they are doing work right alongside um, those famous artists. Like okay. say, say um, like Brian Michael Bendis when he worked on Daredevil. Okay. In the early two thousands, yeah. his work with um, Alex Maleev. Okay. Like literally, like he's got like some really good like um, kind of like dark shadowy kind of noir. Yeah, um, right. That just suits the character just perfectly. You could also. Go backwards. Um, so we were saying that a writer or an author won't get huge publicity based on the character, but could we go backwards and say that if there's a very popular author, mm-hmm. writer, picks up a C-list character and makes that popular? So I'm thinking of my, my, mm. my character is Kevin Smith, right. Green Arrow. Right. Which works did he do again? I, forget I can't remember, but cool. I know he did a Green Arrow book. When was that though? Like, uh, early 2000s, late 90s? Yeah. I think. Okay, yeah. I read yeah, it, yeah. at least an issue of it. Um, yeah. I often hear more about, like, you know, the people, like, those big artists, or those big writers who get um, success from characters, but they're usually, it's usually because they breathed life into that new into that character yeah. and their own and then they just yeah, so like the, rocket up that the, the Alan Moore smart yeah. thing sort of Frank Miller and Daredevil as well yeah absolutely yeah um, Spider-Man and Brian Michael Bendis I so guess. the Kevin Smith one was 
from 2001 to 2002. Yeah. So, it's because Kevin Smith was the movie director, yeah. did yeah. he make Green Arrow more popular? Um, they said that they gave it to it. No, I, I, I don't know. I mean, the, reading the book itself, it was very wordy, which we, you would probably expect from Kevin, Kevin Smith. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that guy. Um, there's only one moment that I really recall from it for whatever reason. Um, there's a supporting character that picks up one of Green Arrow's bows and tries to draw it, and it's got like a 2,000 pound, no, 200 pound draw on it and so they aren't capable I don't know why I remember that <laughs> but I think I, I think I I think I read in like the the notes at the end that Kevin Smith himself decided that if he was going to read it write a green arrow book he would he would try and draw a bow and that's the experience that he had so he wrote it in I don't know maybe I'm oh yeah no yeah no I do, I do. it's like method <laughs> writing yeah, I think it wasn't in his podcast. Yeah, it was, in, it was definitely in a podcast somewhere. <laughs> I think it was his, but it was someone else's. Um, There's also um, more overlooked, actually, as um, a writer. He's only just getting his due now, I'd say, Bill Finger. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, for real. Did you watch that documentary? Oh, shit. No, Is it on? It's a yeah. great documentary. What's it on? Yeah, I could, I've, um, I've had How trouble. Bob Kane essentially stole for Bill stole from Bill yeah. it's, it's like Stanley and it's Steve Ditko a, except yeah. except you know it'd be like if Stanley was a lot more much more of a thief yeah like cause like <laughs> what they did it's pretty much what, exactly what happened like Stanley had the idea he had it seems like he had a lot more of the hallmarks yeah. though he like compared to what Bob Kane had with um, Batman where um you know he brought it in he brought it to Jack Kirby who made the character look a lot more heroic um so then he brought it to Steve Ditko, mainly known for like I think horror at the time. Yeah. Um, and then just Dude. added in so much more, yeah, yeah. you know. So that's the same with Bill Finger. Except, that's yeah, like, except that, that, that issue yeah. of Amazing Fantasy where like Spider Man's introduced, like it reads like a horror comic. I, <laughs> I read it's, this. It's, it's I watched awful. this. Yeah, I watched <laughs> this um, video on YouTube actually about how like they may have Stanley may have intended to write Spider Man and you know Fantastic Four and all those those superheroes and the the weird kind of. The almost weird tales kind of superheroes that we now take for granted nowadays as yeah. subtle kind of horror stories yeah. in an age when horror when horror comics were just outright were censored. Really, like, Same yeah. with Morbius, actually, in Well, this was probably before the codes of comics came out, right? I think it was as it was still It was around forming. that time, yeah. And there was, like, no blood, no horror yeah. imagery, nothing like that. So then they just used that as a workaround. Like, Spot, like they used, for example, Spider-Man, how his pal you know crawling on walls it's very much a horror trope like yeah, a thing like the exorcist or like mm. all that kind of stuff you got webs coming out of your palms yeah. or your yeah. arms and even like his yeah, costume as well the, you the, don't see his face he's not the typical superman kind of the um no. the sort of angles he holds his body at yeah it's like very distorted walls. Yeah. it's like his hands sticking natural. out yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> god turns around yeah no it's <laughs> but yeah like Bill like an actual spider yeah but yeah like pretty much with um Bill Finger, like, just got like. I'm pretty sure Bob Kane had he had a deal signed. What with uh, with DC, that just completely that gave him full credibility yeah. over the Batman character. So the way you guys got to watch the documentary, but the way they explain it was, so they Bob Kane had the deal with DC. Yeah. But Bill Finger was helping Bob Kane on the side, and it was more of like a verbal contract. Mm. I will. I will give you work and you will help me with the Batman. Batman. Yeah. It was Batman hyphen man back then. Yeah. Um, and then when I get paid from DC, I'll just give you some of the cut. And then you just took it all? And then down the line, when Batmania became a thing, yeah. yeah. Bill Finger he just... like, had created what, Catwoman, Gotham, Commissioner Gordon. The suits? Wasn't it? The, the suit, suit. The suit was completely different as well. Yeah, I've seen it. It looks. Oh no. Um, it's like I mean, your finger just disappeared. Yeah. Well, you what 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 I sort of my my thoughts sort of let onto was this idea that Batman came caught on. Eventually, like, but like when they're yeah, creating this stuff, when they're creating this stuff, like back in the day, I don't know. Like, do you think that they thought they had a success on their hands that they, that it would explode or no, I don't really like? Like, 
what were they doing? <laughs> it's, it's hard to imagine it, that. Because you can like, still say that now as well. Yeah. But yeah. Bob Kane, the way they paint Bob Kane in that documentary was a guy who really wanted money. No, sure, no, yeah, for, for real. Like I, I'm not saying. I mean, you I'm just like survive, so. I just think it'd be an interesting sort of to be a fly on the wall in those conversations and just saying, okay, we're gonna do this thing. We don't know what what's gonna if it's gonna and like again, like Batman, his first sort of few issues, he wasn't. The Batman that we know and love, you know. I think he had guns. Yeah, yeah. He, shot, he, he used to straight up shoot people. You just well, dropped some like a gun out of toxic. Um, basically, he was a uh, still does. He was an adaptation yeah. of a of a popular um, radio serial character called the Shadow. Oh, um, really? Yeah. So they just took that idea and turned it, put a bat bat ears on it. The Shadow. And um, okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. In the old in the old costume, the original yeah. one. Yeah. Um. And, and like went from there and so maybe they had some sense okay people like the shadow so maybe if we do a serial mm. like a, a comic strippy sort of thing featuring a character like that people will jump on it mm. so you know who knows who, who knows it was the 50s and 60s ago. yeah I think it was the 40s I think it was 49 40s, 39 yeah. actually maybe yeah. it was, it was, Batman was 45 I believe could have sworn yeah. it was 39 or no something. No trivia. <laughs> I don't know. I've, uh, we'll have a trivia night one day. 39 <laughs> or 49, I could have sworn Batman was made. Batman. Yeah. 1939. There you go. Detective Comics 27. Bottom says it again. <laughs> a character, the character was created by artist Bob Kane and writer Bill Finger. <laughs> there because you they have to give him credit now because there was a huge Wikipedia. there was a huge yeah, court case. They, they, won, they won the lawsuit now. I think, yeah. So that's good. But yeah, no. He's credited in Justice League. I, yeah. In Gotham. That's but good. Like, again, like... We, you go back and watch the Tim Burton movies, it's just Bob Kane. It's like, Bob Kane's on everything. It's, yeah, and net, yeah. The problem with that, with it, is that it's sort of impossible to know who contributed what and how much yeah. they... Do you, like, um, going back to Stan Lee, for example, like, he was famous... Um, for working with on so many different titles that he couldn't actually write to keep up, so he just sort of tell the. Yeah. Oh, and he took credit for that. He's, he, he, he most of the credit. He himself has said he's a total glory head. Like, glory <laughs> yeah. head. He'll take any. He said he's like, quoted as saying he'll take any credit that isn't uh, nailed down. Yeah, but, but he has given those artists their yeah. due. I think, especially. No, I think that there's an understanding because, like, Kane. obviously, he'd go to the artist say, "Like, this is what's going to happen yeah. in general on the on the issue. Go for it. Have fun." And then they'd come back with some art, and then he'd put the words on the panel yeah. after the fact, which is a very unusual way to write a comic book, really. So you're playing storyboards with no writing? Pretty much. Okay, I didn't know about That's, that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it was called the Marvel Method. Okay. Like, Stan Lee sort of pioneered this way of like dealing with the fact that I'm he just was gonna on put two words. This, this guy looks like he's doing that, so I'm going to write this. Yeah. Oh, okay. and, so, and, like, literally fundamental parts of, like, mythology and, and, and the powers of some of these characters. Like We're from the drawings Thor, itself. Thor would, like, spin... He'd be spinning yeah, his hammer so in a book. And, and Stan Lee would be like, okay, what's he doing here? Oh, I guess he's, he's preparing to fly. <laughs> <laughs> And that's a thing that's like carried on, and like that's how Thor flies now. He, he does a sort of hammer throw and yeah. spins it around. And then, if you go <laughs> really back to the guy, if you go back to the guy who drew it the first time, like no, he's just he's just swinging his hammer. Yeah, it was just no, it's just showing happened. off. It wasn't a thing. Like yeah. it's just Oof. it's just an intimidation tactic. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with the physics of flight. <laughs> I'd I'd say actually another little spin on the whole underrated, overrated aspect. I'd say like. Uh, someone I'd say who's not overrated as an artist, he gets his due as an artist, but very underrated as a writer. In his own book, I'd say is probably Mike Mignola. Uh, Mignol- oh, uh, yeah. Nola? Yeah, right. Mike Hellboy. Mignola, whichever. Yeah, Hellboy. Just like... Because like, no one really talks much about like his creations. Like He literally... I don't know what kind of input he had from other artists or writers or like anything, but like pretty much created his own little Hellboy universe because he's got all those other um, spin-offs just this like Lovecraftian kind of horror yeah. mythos like he's created those other characters he's created the um, B BRPD yeah all those it's just it's pretty impressive actually I'd say yeah like his writing as well like just taps into like this it's real a it's a good one to bring up because like um, 
I think I think he has maybe it, it's almost like because he's on a different um, uh, imprint. Like he's he's got his own Dark sort of Horse, little yeah he's on Dark Horse. Yeah. It's almost he's he's sort of secluded from the rest of the world. He doesn't and but like I'm sure he has influences on other works that we don't necessarily like. He's just got his own little world that he that he, his own little sandbox that he plays in. Um, and sometimes allows other people to play in too. So that's yeah, yeah. interesting. Like he's like you know gets brought on to do the artwork for Gotham by Gaslight and all that kind of stuff and okay. this other Batman still got to see that movie oh yeah that's true this other Batman uh, the doom that came to Gotham I think I, get, I mean that's what it was yeah play on more Lovecraft stories it's just yeah but like in terms like you very rarely see his credits on right yeah. and like writing credits nowadays but but then like yeah, yeah but again like if you asked anyone to come up with a list of the 10 best comic book creators or whatever I doubt He'll be on some people's list, but not on everyone's. No, because he's at the back of your mind. Like it's not. It's, it's a name that you, you think about and get. Oh yeah, I know him. He, he does Hellboy. He's great. Yeah. But like, unless someone were to sort of bring it up, it's it's and like I think that's also a good definition of an underrated sort of person is that they're they're not at the top of anyone's mind, but but when you hear about them, yeah, you respond well. You it's know? like pretty much like. Uh, I guess Peter David. Yes. Who did like Dude, for real. fucking great eighties yeah. Spider Man stuff, like the really dark, yeah. gritty stuff when he had his black costume. It's good. Did the the death of Gene Wolfe yeah. Sin Eater, which is also fucking brilliant. And, yeah. Pretty much I'm pretty sure he pretty much created the twenty ninety nine universe. Yeah, right. Or kickstart it at least. Okay. I can see that. So He's, he he also did a lot of the Hulk, I think, as well. Yeah, the yeah. Hulk. He did like I think he did pretty much all the Hulk in the 80s because mm. no one else wanted to do it. Yeah. So. No, he's, he's very good. It's pretty good, um, actually. Yeah. So we'll move on. Yeah. Uh, so for my topic, uh, I have recently been sort of diving back into the back catalogue of the X-Men, um, reading up right what's, from... What's the back catalogue? Like, we're talking about so the last two years? No, 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 dude. We're talking about going back to almost where the X-Men began um obviously stan lee created the x-men as like um with cyclops storm no cyclops beast beast jean gray jean gray as marvel girl yeah uh, and angels that's it scott summer cyclops yeah and and obviously professor xavier and that was the original x-men and it was pretty okay i was um the X-Men that I started with was with Giant Size X-Men number one, which is when Len Wein and... Um, was Chris Claremont. And Chris Claremont. Was that when... Is that 72? Was that when Wolverine joined? Yes. So oh, Wolverine yeah. had exist Like, he had appeared in a Hulk comic. Yeah, like a year um, earlier or something a, like that. Yeah, and everyone was very curious about this new character. And it turned out he was a mutant, just for the sake of this. <laughs> um and yeah and they also brought on um they created colossus and storm obviously i mentioned yep. wolverine and um banshee Night had Craw- existed before nightcrawler nightcrawler was created for it uh sunfire which is a japanese hero appeared briefly in the doesn't story doesn't go into doesn't sunflower go into sunfire. the sunfire doesn't it go into the big hero six side of things? Sorry, I don't. I'm not sure what M. Big Hero Six is technically Marvel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I think he's, yeah, he's there somewhere. He's there. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So, uh. But what's interesting, like Chris Claremont's writing, isn't great. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> um. And one of the reasons why I dove back into this, uh, I'll mention, is that like before I was reading these original X Men. Uh, comics, uh, not original, obviously, but like um, rebranding, like, re- re- like, the the new like X-Men. Guardians of the Galaxy by basically, um, yeah, Andy, uh, whatever, the fuck yeah, whatever the name is. Um, and Andy I had I I went back and reread a series that I liked from the early two thousands, which was Exiles, which was basically a group of X Men side characters had all um, been lumped together because the timelines have been broken on multiple realities and they need to go around and fix it. Um, They're still doing that now. 
Uh, and are still doing that some now. Some say they're still <laughs> trying to fix it. Go the X-Men Blue. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, the thing that happened, that was a decent comic. Again, probably one of those underrated comics that like you, you rarely think about unless you were a fan of it at the time. Um, and then around issue 85-ish, Chris Claremont comes on and starts writing it. And it's awful. <laughs> it like oh, takes man. a sharp, sharp, sharp nosedive into very bad territory. And I was like, "What? Is, this guy is supposed to be the X Men guy, right? Like, this is the guy who sort of he, he made all those iconic, iconic moments in the Phoenix Saga and all that stuff." Didn't he bring the that whole like the racially kind of that racially charged sentiment? Like, um, even further dude. to the forefront than Stanley well, did yeah, back and, in the 60s. But also, like, both me- metaphorically and also, like, literally, because, like, there are some, there are some issues. Uh, for example, um, they go at one point on holiday, I guess, after an adventure to um, Banshee's castle. Is this in, in, in uh, Exile? Or no, no, this is the, this is the yeah, yeah. Claremont X-Men yeah. original. So I'll, I've, I'm done talking about the Exiles, just... Don't don't read it after Claremont's name is on the cover because it's just <laughs> bad. But anyway, so I wanted to explore what made him so good back in the day, and like I'll argue that his plotting, the storylines he came up with were really good. He's just he just overwrites everything, and like he, he does a lot of like it's a visual medium, but he'll he he's a writer and he wants you to know that there's someone writing this so it's like he'll be describing stuff that you're seeing on the panel and it's just pointless but anyway like in terms of the racial stuff they go to Banshee's historic castle like homeland or whatever and um it's been taken over by Black Black Adam? no what? Black what's his name? um Black something uh Black Panther? no 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 it's Banshee's cousin He's in Deadpool 2. Um, oh, Black Tom Cassidy. Black Tom Cassidy. Why yeah. did I say Adam? Anyway, yeah, oh. so Black Tom Cassidy is, has taken over the castle. And then Nightcrawler is wandering around trying to figure it out, but he gets knocked out. So he's unconscious on the floor, and he gets rescued by none other than a group of leprechauns. <laughs> what? What? So apparently this Irish castle, there are leprechauns. And oh, okay. and they drag him out to a safe place, and and that's how he ends up being able to save the day. And so, like, there's stuff like that that's like pretty problematic. Um, it's actually not that bad in terms of he he does he he tries very hard to represent everyone's accent realistically as well, which is weird. So like, Colossus is Russian, yeah. and he he's like he he. He's written like a Russian person is talking. <laughs> There's no other way to explain it. But, like, otherwise, um, yeah, so I'm bringing it up, like, because I think there are so many good things about the way he tells a story, but there are also a lot of really bad things, especially in a comics medium. And do you guys have any examples of, like, like flawed gems that you enjoy, but... Actually, there's a lot that's wrong with it. <laughs> Basically. I don't know. Really? Cool. They keep dropping off on, on, on different, like, yeah. arcs. So. I try to read a whole arc. Yeah. I can't generally just go, this is shit, I'm dropping it. Because yeah. I've read... It's kind of hard, right, to keep going. No, I find, like, once I'm... I'm kind of, It's kind of like, why the fuck am I still reading this? But then yeah, I, right. I just feel like I have to solve it. I mean, have you, ever, have you ever, like, had that moment halfway through something and then at the end gone, well, the payoff was actually kind of worth it? Like... Most of the time, no. Because I think that happens a lot when I'm reading the Claremont, like, X-Men, because, like... Like, I just want to see what happens next. And, and like... And like I'm, it's just actually a slog to read through the dialogue. <laughs> it's actually quite difficult yeah. sometimes. Some often it's all right, but like they'll just they'll just be overly explicit about things yeah. that they've talked about. And again, a part of it is that it this was a monthly serialized comic, right? Like I'm binge reading it. Yeah. Um, so if I was reading it month by month, you don't have that. Oh, what's gonna happen next week? Because the next thing month. is, like, um, yeah, uh, or another complaint, which isn't 
a, a fair complaint, I think, is that like the recap of what's happened previously, usually like it takes more than a page of the comic. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I just read that. Exactly, yeah. And yeah, because, yeah. like, I'm, I'm reading it with Marvel Unlimited, I'm, I'm binge reading it, it's, I don't need to be, yeah. you know, reorientated. Oh, with, and this like, happened. Obviously, if there were a month, yeah. there was a month or, or even two weeks between these episodes, I'd be like, oh, I'd appreciate that sort of recap. But, yeah, definitely what you mean. Um, yeah, so we're in a different era, Yeah, obviously. I, a much different era. Yeah. yeah. Recaps are done in two panels. Speaking two panels, of that, yeah. speaking of a different era, I do find I get that kind of that thing you were talking about, that just like having to slog through a re- I get that kind of when I'm wading through those classic kind of like Marvel or DC stories. Yeah. When it's it's not quite the golden age, but they bring they like yeah. got a writer who clearly their big period was yeah 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 during the golden age. That's what they write. They write these really over sensationalized, ridiculous plot lines. You mean like, like the Neil Adam days, pretty much. Like I read, like I, I read um I read going back to Tom DeFalco. I read one of his stories um where he brings up the Savage Land. I think right. He goes back to the like Spider Man goes to the Savage Land. Yeah, it's not in the nineties. No. no, the last time that's twice that I can think of in the comics. The first time I fucking hated, and it was yeah. right before the uh, the death of Gwen Stacy, like a few oh, issues really? before. I think Jerry Conway must have written it, Ross Andrew um, drawing it, and it was just ludicrous. It was just there like, was a moment in the Savage Land in um, uh, Secret War, was it? Was it? Yeah, sequel was a different thing. No, 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 it wasn't. No, that was a planet. That was the Beyonder. No, 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 no. It's almost sequel. The original. No, no, not the original. The new one. The the newer one, which was about the Skrull invasion, where certain people were actually just Skrulls. Secret invasion. That is. Secret invasion. Sorry. I think the sequel was like. I really enjoyed that. Doctor Doom is the big baddie. Yeah. Yeah. I really got to read Secret Invasion. Yeah. I'm gonna. I know. All I know. I've got. I know one plot. It doesn't. Detail, that's it. it doesn't live up to its promise. Oh, I'll, I'll yeah. say that, but it's good. It's it's worth reading. Um, the only reason I say that is that like it came out just after um, Battlestar Galactica had finished its run, like the reboot series, oh, okay. and which which took that concept to like the best. Like when when you don't know who's an enemy and who's um, yeah, and like when even the people might be like the the people who are invading you, quote unquote. Um, don't necessarily know that they're sleeper agents and they could be activated at any time. Like, yeah, the the and like you know, basically, um, secret invasion doesn't make the best use of that concept. Well, that's where where Battlestar did a very good job. I'm it. still gonna read it, but that yeah, was, that's disappointing. I since you brought up the um the Chris Claremont yeah giant size X Men, it's literally just bringing back memories. I've got um I was telling you about the Grant Morrison um, yep. X-Men the early 2000s X-Men kind yeah. of like gotten, gotten rid of the costumed it's black it's yeah, all right. black um, it's very like it was very inspired much inspired by the, the, by the X-Men yeah. movie yeah because I, I, I feel like I've still got it I, I, re, I vividly remember reading one of those issues it was like Wolverine straight on the front cover yeah Charles Xavier's sister but at the end of that um, after that issue they had another issue they had another issue put in, and it was the very first. Oh, I see, I see, I Chris see. Chris Claremont. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they had a backup issue, they had, they like, had that as which a was a reprint. Issue. Yeah, yeah. So it's awesome. pretty interesting reading those two different perspectives. Well, it's interesting, like thirty years apart. Giant size X Men itself, like the the story is very much. Uh, it's got one foot in the modern era and one foot in yeah, the in the sort in the of classic classic because yeah. like the the enemy they um who was they it? face is krakoa the the island that walks which is a very fantastic force sort of like it's it's a living island mm. um and and like the whole setup for the story is that the original x-men m- went to their following a distress signal and then like got lost and Charles and, Xavier and had to Charles Xavier had to had to hustle to I gotta to read it again I can't a new um, team to to go with Cyclops who had made it out alive yeah um, and go and rescue all the other guys so yeah that's how it opens and, and it, again like it's it's a very like 
it's it's mixing the old with the new in a in an interesting way in a way that sort of I guess readers at the time would be very comfortable with. Kind of makes me almost yearn for that classic Marvel era, like because you think about it, like the X Men, the Fantastic Four. I'm just using those using those two. Those were like one of the first, like one of the big bases yeah. of um how they branched out and slowly formed this yeah branching universe. But like nowadays, it's just like they're just gone. Like Fantastic Four have just come back. X Men haven't really been is yeah. the Fantastic Four back? They're back. They relaunched. Yeah, they're since re- they've they're gotten re-launched. since it's all it was all the reason it's because of Fox. Yeah, it's because of Fox. Oh, the they didn't want to give them no, any no, 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 material. No. The no. comic book basically got cancelled because they the movies yeah. weren't oh. being made by Marvel okay. Studios. Yeah, and they didn't want to give Fox any kind of like yeah. good material the to books, adapt. They're bringing back the Fantastic Four. They are now, yeah, because yeah. they've got. But the I don't know if they're back or not yet. No, they're about. They're planning. Well, this shit takes time. Not gonna, they're not just yeah. going to bring it out. Because the way they ended the Fantastic Four in comics, Secret Wars wasn't was it? was in Secret Anyone? Wars, yeah. where like Mister Fantastic and his kids now control the universe. Yeah, yeah. And they with, bridged, they with made Susan. Did they bring back the Ultimate Universe? I can't remember. Or was that? just... Uh, I think so. I heard they rebuilt right, yeah. everything. No, I haven't read any of this stuff. I, 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 I was vaguely aware of it. I the only. The closest thing I've read to it, I'll read the new Secret Wars at some point, but the closest thing I read to it was the ending of Deadpool, the um, uh, Person and Duggan ones. Oh, so they do the Deadpool Secret Wars uh, thing, yeah. They do the Deadpool, um, it's Deadpool, he's basically just killed all of those rogue S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, I think it was, I can't remember what it was, whatever the organisation was, just like, basically cut all loose ends, and then he's just like, resigning the Deadpool title, and he's living off of his daughter, and... He's got, like, Preston and all those other people. Yeah. And then oh, suddenly, like, right. the two worlds collide. He's like, oh, fuck, why couldn't they have kept the, um, oh, the Super right. Wars, like, a personal Avengers event, and they just... yeah. Classic Deadpool And then stuff. suddenly, like, yeah. suddenly, like, the next Deadpool volume is, like, nothing's... Everything's fine. I do know which one you're talking about. Yeah, the 2013, the Marvel Now um, series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oof. Oof. That's very, that's very, like, that recent was, stuff. Yeah. So I, I haven't really gotten into that yet. It's a good book. Oh. Um, like even in X Men Blue, they're playing around with the original X Men team in this universe because they've been misplaced. Right. So they're dealing with at the beginning they're dealing with Cyclops. Uh, Cyclops. Cy- Cyclops. Mm-hmm. Cyclone. Sorry. Cyclops is a villain. Oh. And he's dead. And they bring in uh, past Cyclops. Okay. He has, to, he has to deal with. Wait, what happened to me? What? What? I become, I become evil. That guy. Yeah. I, I, mean, I joined Magneto in the Brotherhood of Evil. Like, yes. What's going on? I've I've become a bad guy now. How do I deal with that and change the way people view moons? Oh, okay. <laughs> change the way people view because moons are like considered yeah. Um, yeah the enemy now again because of Cyclops. What? What? <laughs> okay. Are mutants. I thought he was saying moons. Oh, sorry, yeah. I heard moons the first <laughs> the, time, but I knew what he was saying. <laughs> mutants became pretty much a terrorist organization again. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he has to deal with oh. that. Right. Well, this makes me want to go back and read classic X Men. Yeah. Plus. You got, you got a lot of reading to do. <laughs> I'm not going to read all of it. Um, Where are you reading us off? Uh, Marvel oh, Unlimited is the oh, subscription yeah. service. Yep. So it's basically Netflix for Marvel comics. Okay. I've literally um, only read like Venom The Trial and that's it off Marvel Unlimited uh, you can't actually find everything not necessarily yeah you can't necessarily find everything like and, and there is a lag time before yeah. they put it up but like I went I enough. like just a few days ago I went back to try and find the Marvel flashback um, series books back in 97 oh, okay because I want to find the Spider-Man ones for yeah. like all four or five titles but then it's, it's really hard to navigate. I yeah. will say that it's hard to yeah. find anything that you want to find in it. Um, well, but anyway, Comicsology, I guess. Comicsology is a nice sure. platform because they do a panel by panel when they read it. Yeah, Marvel Unlimited, you can do that too. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. much the same um, technology, I think. It's. I think it's a subsidiary, actually. Yeah, maybe. I think they're very much roughly, or well, they're yeah. definitely tied together. Because when I was reading like comics of Comicsology, like why is there just a one panel? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it slides to it. I was confused yeah. because there's also manga yeah. on that as well. Guided view. Yeah. I saw a berserk sale on that. I tried to find it and I couldn't. So who knows? Maybe it's like maybe it is like Netflix. We don't get in Australia comicsology. 
That makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that. Why would they hide comics? <laughs> why would they hide comic books away from us? Unless it's being same as Netflix. Yeah. We don't want Australia to read these comics. Yeah. I'm already getting berserk on print anyway, so what's the matter? Anyway, <laughs> uh, that brings us about to the end of our discussion today. I think so. That's the end of episode nine. Well done. Nine. Do we want to do something special for episode ten? Well, we'll have to leave that as a surprise for yep. our audience. Cliffhanger. Good news is you can now find the Panda Podcast. Drop Panda Podcast is the old one. Drop Panda Podcast. On, on Spotify. Spotify. We are now on Spotify. Yes. We are now on Spotify. You'll find us on the Apple Podcast Store. The YouTube is a bit behind, guys. I'm YouTube's sorry behind. about that. But we'll, uh, All the YouTube that. listeners, if you want us to bring out that backlog, we can make that our yeah. priority. Yeah. Um, and uh, all the other ones that we've never heard of. Yeah. yeah, pocket podcasts. Like yeah, if, if you've got a podcasting app, you can probably find us there. But if you're listening to this, you've found us somehow anyway. Yeah. So it's all good. Yeah. And if you want Tell us, your friends. Other, if you want us on another platform, let us know, and we'll uh, we'll see what we can we'll, do. We'll find a way around it. All right. See you guys soon. Bye.